Hello and welcome to Books and Us, the podcast about learning, about new ideas and getting inspiration from books. I'm your host Ranjit Monga. I take up books in the non-fiction category, from which we can get a wealth of knowledge and information. We use techniques and hypnosis to gain more confidence. We, you know, speak out, go talk to more people, be more extrovert if you want to, be more introvert, practice a skill. You know, people use it for in sports enhancements. This episode features Saket Rai, author of two books on hypnosis. The books are Conversational Hypnosis in Action, Influence on the Go, and the second book is Rapid Hypnosis. I've chosen this topic as hypnosis can be a powerful tool to enrich our lives. And Saket is a master hypnotist with over two decades of experience as a clinical hypnotherapist. He has trained hundreds of students in hypnotherapy and alternate healing modalities. Saket also holds workshops for corporates. He is based in New Delhi. Hello Saket Rai. Welcome to the program. Hi Ranjit. Thanks. Thanks for inviting me. Saket, the first question I would like to ask is that your books are on hypnosis. Is that the same as hypnotherapy? Okay. Uh, the books that I have written are basically on hypnosis. And hypnotherapy is basically using hypnosis in therapy. So yes, the books are more about hypnosis than hypnotherapy, but the processes involved, definitely one can use it for therapy. So the intention of writing them was for laymen so that anybody and everybody can pick them up and understand what hypnosis is all about and what conversational hypnosis is all about. You have described hypnosis as an influence of the subconscious mind. So how exactly does it happen? I'm curious. So uh, hypnosis, I see one of the things that one needs to really, really look into when one wants to understand the how mind works or how minds get influenced. And I'm using the word mind very clearly, which is being distinct from the word brain. So when I'm saying mind, uh, it influences the mind and there are certain principles like repeating a suggestion, getting the attention of a person on a particular subject or a breath. And then during these processes, a hypnotist makes sure the critical factor which rejects suggestion of a, the, that we have in our mind is for some time is not present, is looking the other way and the suggestion given by the hypnotist goes in. So it's more like, yes, influence and persuasion because sometimes when we are off guard, somebody suggests to somebody something and we totally accept it. When we are in company of, you know, let's say a doctor walks into a room, we are very attentive because we are waiting for that doctor to tell us what is about to happen. We are in a state of a trance and the doctor says something maybe it was not meant for you. Maybe, you know, there was another person's report and he said, oh, this looks really grave, Mr. Rai. What would happen? I would immediately, instantly, in fact, even if I don't have any ailment, figure out that I have an ailment and I'll start reacting that way. So yes, hypnosis is one way, one way of understanding how minds take on suggestions and how we react to those suggestions. So yes, it's a very powerful influencing technique. So in layman's word, we can say it's like hypnotizing uh, others? So yes, hypnotizing others is uh, one point. 
but how do we hypnotize others? That's the process. That's the process is called hypnosis. Now, this can be done in a setting, which is a clinical setting where you go for a therapy. So that's one part. So that's hypnotherapy. If you, if the hypnosis is done on a stage, it's stage hypnosis. If, if hypnosis is done on street, it's street hypnosis. So when, when we're looking at hypnosis, it happens all the time. But apart from the fact that we are assuming that we need somebody to do hypnosis to someone. But the part, if you look at the whole picture in a bigger way, we are getting influenced. We are taking suggestions from everyone all, all the time. And that part, you know, that when we say understanding how suggestions work and how we can influence is majorly hypnosis. Can hypnosis be used to change uh, habits uh, and addictions? Because I myself have tried it uh, and, and also in sessions with you. And uh, I know that it's not as scary as it sounds, hypnotizing others. So how can a common man use it to, you know, get over said addictions or uh, habits? Is it is it used for that? Yes, it is actually. So definitely it's not scary. There's nothing scary about uh, hypnosis in a clinical setting or a stage setting, anything else. More so it's the only byproduct you have is relaxation. It's more fun. And hypnosis worldwide is used in uh, working with fear, phobias, anxiety, pain, habits. Definitely. You know, one of the major uh, area where people use it is for smoking suggestion, change in the habit of smoking. So yes, uh, changing the habit of eating more. All these areas, so, you know, are where hypnosis works. And hypnosis is purely, purely a system where we are suggesting in a way to pick up a different habit. What is a habit? A habit is that a suggestion that you've given to yourself. And now, you know, in a similar way, we all use affirmations, right? To change things in our life, get up, look at yourself in the mirror, say these things or at a particular time, do these things. These are rituals. These are things which go suggest things to us. You know, most of us would have experienced, some of us would have experienced the fact that, you know, you simply tell your pillow, I want to get up at six o'clock in the morning and you do get up. What is that? That is basically you suggesting your subconscious that make sure that I get up at six o'clock in the morning and you do get up. Hypnosis has so many benefits, specifically in last 20, 30 years, a lot of research has gone into various aspects, how hypnosis helps. And practically in every area of healing, self-development, hypnosis can be used. You have worked uh, with uh, hundreds, if not thousands of patients and people who have come to you for, uh, you know, help uh, with different conditions. So uh, what would you say is the most common uh, habit people want to change or addiction? So uh, one of the things that I would say is stress anxiety is one of, the, one of the really, really common things that people want to work on. Then, of course, is personal development. Uh, if you have fear of public speaking, that, that would go, it would vanish. If you have any other fear, I've worked with a lot of people who were claustrophobic, fear of flying, different fears that they had about irrational belief systems that they had. All this would go with a couple of hypnotherapy sessions. So. Definitely habits, fears, phobias, anxiety. And one of the other areas that have really, really used it well is pain. 
hypnosis really works in pain management especially if the pain is chronic and is a psychosomatic condition then so, definitely hypnosis works wonders so could you lay out the for our listeners the procedure for for example dealing with pain at their level uh, using so, uh, maybe sort of self hypnosis or uh, if there is something like that yeah there is you know there, there is a there there are people who believe all hypnosis is self hypnosis there are people who believe there's nothing is hypnosis everything is anyway we are in a trance state or another state and hypnosis is simply utilizing that state so let's say when we're talking about pain now what we typically do in a session where pain management is required we ask the person first to let's say identify where the pain is it could be done with a emotional feeling or it could be done for a physical pain so let's take an example if the person has a emotional pain or a physical pain and they identify the body part where the pain is so alas so we'll do a brief induction and induction is the process where a hypnotist take a person into the state of hypnosis it could be as simple as focus on your breath close your eyes and keep focusing on your breath and listen to the sound of my voice and keep relaxing and as you relax notice the deeper you breathe the more relaxed you are the more relaxed you are the deeper you breathe so it's basically moving the focus inward the attention inward in the moment the attention is moved inward the person begins to get into a state of trance the next step that we do is we say okay look at the pain where exactly is it now when we say look at the pain it's kind of a disassociation technique you get into a third perspective third person mode so you are now looking at something at your body so we say okay look where it is so let's say the person says i have it here right here in my shoulder we'll say close your eyes if that pain had a color what color would it be so now what we are trying to do here or what we do here in hypnosis that's just one of the process we do there are multiple processes so we we are saying okay that what was non physical now you giving it a physical attribute which is color means so, okay what is the shape what is the size what is the texture and the person gets involved into defining shape size and texture and simply say okay what you can do is use your right hand scoop that color out and i would stop mentioning the word pain now because there is the words are have associations so i'll say okay scoop that color out move it take it in your hand how big is it and then i'll simply assume that it has moved out and the person would confirm that and say okay it's shape of a ball how big is the ball make it smaller make it smaller and the count of 1 2 3 i'll make it small it goes smaller then i'll make it small go smaller and then say okay on the count next count of 1 2 3 uh, break it and give one half to me so the person breaks it gives one half to me pretends and i pretend to take it away from that person now again there's a disassociation desensitization happening the person has mentally moved the pain out so what is this method the subconscious is getting a message that it's no longer there it has moved out you are able to break it then i say i am walking away far away it no longer controls you it no longer bothers you and i dump it in the sea it does not control you it's far away from you and i repeat the process couple of time during this whole thing the message the suggestion that is going again and again again and again 
that it is not bothering you. It's far from you. It does not control you. It's no longer with you. And voila, you do it for about 15, 20 minutes. And 20, after a 20 minute session, you'll see the pain almost gone or reduction would be really, really, really massive reduction into it. There are other techniques also, depending on the person, the time that you have, the kind of the pain the person has. We use different techniques, but this is one of the simplest techniques that anyone sitting here can simply close their eyes. Those who are listening to your podcast, simply get into that mode, focus on your breath, look at whatever, if they have an emotional pain, let them see where that emotional pain is coming from in their body. It could be the shoulder, it could be the heart, it could be the solar plexus, it could be the back, anywhere. And they can simply do this process. And instead of giving me the, you know, passing it on, I, we have a, something what we call my friend Tim. So you imagine an imaginary person called Tim, you give that ball to him, you break that ball, give yeah. that ball, Tim would go. Imagine Tim doing things for you, Tim throwing it down and that's it. Well, it's a very powerful... Like Converting the pain into a physical body and then sort of disposing, exactly. uh, disposing of. So one of one of the presuppositions in uh, hypnosis is that the mind that we have, the subconscious mind that we have is irrational. It's not rational. Had it been rational, we would be able to explain so many things to ourselves rationally. But then we, we are not able to do that. So which proves that some mind is irrational. And when mind is irrational, it's also does understand the language of metaphors it understands the language the way we bypass the critical mind and work with the subconscious mind so we can convey what it wants what the result should be by doing certain things which totally look absurd but it works okay thanks you have uh, shared uh, this process uh, with the listeners and i'm sure that they will certainly find it useful in your book, Conversational Hypnosis in Action, you have also talked about conversational hypnosis and street hypnosis. Uh, what exactly is this? Okay, so conversational hypnosis, uh, I would say the, the father of conversational hypnosis was Milton Erickson. Milton Erickson is the guy, if you really want to understand conversational hypnosis. He was, he's fabled that he would simply talk with somebody for two hours and the person would not have that problem anymore. So, simply speaking, conversational hypnosis is the practice of hypnosis using the same model, same language, same kind of principles in your conversation to influence people. You can hypnotize people while conversing with them or walking on the so, street. So, uh, the, the way I look at it that, you know, uh, hypnosis starts with trance. And trance is something that any human mind is very, very, very easily that one goes into Let's take an example. I want you to think about a time when you were in a school and you were enjoying. Okay, that would be at the playground. <laughs> right? And how, how do you feel when you were in that playground? Oh, totally free. So what happens is I'm simply evoking an emotion and taking you there. And when the emotion is already evoked, there are certain principles in hypnosis that say when you have an emotional spike, if you suggest somebody or associate something that with somebody, you'll have a positive reaction to it. So, you know, the principles, the language, all matters. You know, we, we say using double blind binds is another example. So double binds, I'll say, you know, if I have to ask you something, let's say I want you, I want to have an appointment with you. Then saying, Ranjit, when do we meet next week versus 
do we meet thursday 4 pm or friday 7 which one would have a better response rate second one obviously yeah because that's a double bind i'm also pre assuming that we are meeting anyway yeah and when i'm saying i'm pre assuming meeting anyway i'm just giving you two options our mind human mind is the way it is loves all things sorted out and easier to pick up two options okay so you're suggesting that a better way to deal with people and situations in your life is to have a stronger will yourself and should have already made up your own mind no that's one part i'm saying the language that we use yeah if we understand the basic structure how language is structure how we respond there was a study done uh, which said if you use because then people are more likely to agree to your demand or request so what they did was there was a photocopy machine in an office people were photocopying and then somebody would simply walk up when there's a queue somebody would walk up and say i have to photocopy can i break the queue when they're asking normally they were usually allowed 20 30% of the time so next what they did was they start the person started asking can i do photocopy because i have to do photocopy it's a very stupid argument but the the moment the person started using because the compliance rate went to about 60 70% more he was allowed to cut in the line more number of times because i said so we are so tuned to it throughout our life our moms our parents they don't give us reasons they simply say because i said so and that's where the basic fundamental <laughs> because somebody said so because i have this because this because this okay so is it why we find certain people very charismatic and as you have also said in your book that uh, monarchs billionaires and even writers uh, are hypnotic yeah uh, you know we we find people charismatic we find people who are easily able to influence so they either have natural ways which way they through do it or there are people who actually learn it learn how to speak learn how to behave how learn how to modulate their voice learn how to use the body language verbal non verbal communication politicians influence lot of people religious people religious leaders they influence a lot many people so one of the you know qualities that one should have when one one is dealing with you know if you are dealing with somebody with large number of people is charisma so charisma is one of the things that if you practice enough you one of the traits that you can build using hypnosis okay so what are the uh, kind of processes uh, people will be able to learn from your book the book on conversation hypnosis is all about uh, using conversation hypnosis in conversation and influencing people whereas the book about rapid induction and everything else is talks about how to hypnotize people in the more formal setup be it a stage setup be it a you know a clinical setup so there there's a distinction between these two books so one is specifically if you looking to learn the process of hypnosis then rapid inductions is one of the things that you should learn if you're looking to just you be more influential in everyday scenarios when when you're talking to somebody when you go going out in your office and everything else i would suggest conversational uh, hypnosis is the best way to explore it you also talk about uh, the inner game the inner game is basically how do we label ourselves how do we see ourselves that's one of the biggest part of 
the personality that we have can i be charismatic or influential if i don't see myself that way if i see i'm not confident i'll not be able to present myself as confident if i see myself in somewhat lesser way if i have a limiting belief my inner game would not be up to that so, so let's say if i want to go out impress influence people be somebody you can talk to anybody do i see myself like that if i don't i'll not be able to do that so in that's that's what inner game is all about inner game is talking using hypnosis to change how you see yourself to a person what you want to be so you are what you are right now and you know it because you can't that's the only person you can't lie to is yourself so we know as we see ourselves and then how do we want to be is the question we change ourselves we project we use techniques and hypnosis to gain more confidence we you know speak out go talk to more people be more extrovert if you want to be more introvert practice a skill you know people use it for in sports enhancements but the application Art of inner game where you use hypnosis to project how you would be are immense. So, do you have any interesting stories uh, to narrate about uh, hypnosis? Uh, because you have worked with so many people. I worked with somebody who had uh, claustrophobia for forty years, and that woman would not go into a lift ever. She would not go into a basement parking. She, she it was very difficult for her to use a metro. and we the first session we did after that she you know used a lift there's a process in hypnosis we did that and we got the phobia out in two sessions there, there are many others like i was i was i was uh, doing this uh, uh, workshop on using hypnosis for cancer care in chennai so there was a lady uh she said okay she has a pain in her uh, ankle she has it for about 5 years now and the doctors have said nothing is wrong and still she is not able to resolve it and we said okay come on the stage but the fact was that she did not understand english in a very very uh, you know way that she would understand all my instructions so what we did was we simply said okay i will give instruction to somebody who would translate it in tamil for her and that's it so we spent about 20 minutes 25 minutes with her and after that the pain was gone and and she was so confused like we it was so beautiful to see the feeling like she was moving her ankle she was she was trying to find it she was look put pressure on the heel and everything else and where is it where is it gone okay uh, to wrap up how can people use hypnosis in a constructive way in day to day life so i think self development is one of the areas where somebody should look at self hypnosis self development is one thing that all of us can use and do changes in our life in a way that we think right now think is not possible but when we use self hypnosis when we use these small modifications in everyday life it's just wonderful it comes out really good okay Sagit, thank you for joining us. Can you tell uh, people where they can contact you? Thanks, Ranjit. Thanks for giving me this opportunity. Uh, people can contact me on my email, which is saketr at the rate gmail dot com, or they can get in touch, WhatsApp me, call me on my phone number, which is nine five six double zero double four one five zero, and I'll say thanks again for having me on the show.
Thank you very much. That was a conversation with Saket Rai. Well, listeners, if you would like to share about a book or know authors you would like to put me in touch with, you can reach me at podcast at raymondproductions.org. That is R-A-M-O-N-P-R-O-D-U-C-T-I-O-N-S dot O-R-G. Thank you for listening to this podcast of Books and Us. If you liked it, pass the word and subscribe on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music and Google Podcasts. So that's all for this episode. This is your host Ranjit Monga signing off. Till next time, goodbye and take care.